Hi there, and welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast, your place to learn how to show up as your best self so that you can succeed at home, in business, and in life. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and as a business owner, lawyer, author, and mum, I understand the challenges that come with making yourself a priority. In this podcast, I share my self-care strategies for well-being and success. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Law of Living Well. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I'm so glad that you are here again for another episode of the podcast. So this week has been another really busy week with my book launch and with work, running a business, getting the kids back to school, doing all of the things that we have to do to survive, juggle, have fun and all the rest of it. I'm not sure about you, but the new normal is settling in and it's feeling pretty good. So if you are here either for the first time or a return guest, it would be awesome if you love the podcast for you to head over to reviews. All you have to do is find me on your iTunes channel or your Spotify channel, and then there's five little stars, and if you can give me a little rating, it would be muchly appreciated. What that does is it helps the podcast to go up in the rankings, which means that I can get in the ears of more people who need to hear the message that I have. And what a message I have today. I have got a beautiful guest, Rebecca Harrison. Now, Rebecca is an accredited mental health social worker. Rebecca therapeutically works with people to explore things like shame, guilt, grief, short and long-term impacts of trauma across people's lifetimes and all of the areas of their life. Rebecca and I dive deep into talking about all things coming back to work after COVID-19, dealing with stress and how to maximize your potential. I can't wait for you to tune in and hear what Rebecca has to say. So take a listen now. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, Caroline. Nice. Good. How are you? Good. So we're here today talking about managing everything through COVID-19 and as we're starting to return back to work and what that all looks like. So just give us a little rundown about you and what you do. So I am a therapist. I'm an accredited mental health social worker and I'm based in Brisbane on the Gold Coast. And basically I help people deal with... um, you know, their relationships deal with um, their own grief and trauma. And um, I do this over a short and long-term period. Um, and so a lot of people come and see me for their individual support or relationship support or even dealing with their families. Yeah, great. So with this COVID-19 period, ha- have you been busy? What's been happening? My workload has tripled. Really? <laughs> it's been very, very busy, um, but also... Um, very rewarding in that I've had a really great insight and um, a lot of learning around how people manage themselves in pandemics. I've been very surprised and also, um, uh, I guess, learned a lot on how people can deal with their own personal difficulties, but also dealing with their own family stresses. It's been um, a beautiful learning period for many. Um, Yeah. Do you think like more people have kind of come out to seek help? during this time or have you been seeing that your usual clients coming back, you know, for more? 
Um, yeah, I think a lot of people have stayed. You know, I know people who come and see me for therapy have stayed, but also I think this has been a time where a lot of people's anxieties or um, difficulties have kind of been validated by the fact that everyone is experiencing this. So when people maybe have felt a lot of shame and guilt in reaching out for help, um, that's quite validated and contextualised at the moment. So there doesn't seem to be any shame around saying, hey, look, I'm really struggling because everyone is. Yeah, that's right. So initially when COVID-19 first started to unfold, what kind of like changes in people or what kind of things, how are people dealing with that change? I think that it's been a surprising time for a lot of people. Some people have uh, um, done really well and this has really highlighted um, a lot of strength and cap- capabilities in people. And then I think also generally speaking, that this has kind of uh, heightened some pre-existing conditions. So it has been um, a trying time for a lot of families and a lot of couples and a lot of people, um, you know, in terms of workplaces, in terms of managing um, triggers. It's been very big. Yeah, that's right. So when you say triggers, just when we were talking before, um, before we turned the record button on, you were talking about triggers because uh, as that sort of, comes to the forefront when people go through a hard time. So, um, you know, like you were mentioning with people's triggers that because it's been difficult for them that they might revert to old behaviour. Is that? Uh, sometimes. I think that triggers can, when we, um, when pressure is put on us as people, um, that can make us... Um, yeah, I guess um, rely on what's called our internal working model and that is sort of developed in our early childhood years. And so that can sometimes bring out our old ways of communicating, our conflict resolution strategies. Um, And when we're really under pressure, like what we've all been, we can be quite intolerant, um, snappy, um, or or we can be um, quite calm. So I guess in recognising our triggers that we have, what changes in behaviour are we presenting to the people around us? How are we feeling on the inside? Are we finding that we just generally can't cope with what we could previously cope with? Um, or is it more around, um, you know, working towards uh, supporting the people in our families um, to recognise the triggers like, hey, you know, you, you don't seem to be having a good day. Is there anything that I can help you with? Um, and if you're not coping with your own triggers, saying, look, I, I've, got to go, I've got to go to my room and have some time out or I need to go to bed, um, yeah. It can be really hard to recognise that though, can't it? Like as an employer or as a family member or even in yourself, when you feel, like you said before, snappy, but really that's generated through stress, um, it can be hard to recognize that it's stress especially if it's coming at you from someone else and you then you just recognize it as someone being snappy so how do you kind of grapple with that either as a a leader in your business or in your family when you've got people around you that are presenting those kind of behaviors Um, that's a big question. So I think that for anyone who is um, a leader of a team, I would really work on establishing your own ritual, you know, your own routine where in the mornings you sort of set yourself up to wake up and you have maybe some your own journal time or breathing techniques or a walk, feeling the sunshine in your skin, listening to the sound of the waves if you can or the, or the um, 
or your surroundings and then going into work where you feel quite sort of um, level and at a baseline that is kind of as uh, even as possible. That way when you are getting bombarded with people's stresses and bombarded with people's behaviours, um, you know, you're not at a, say, out of a zero to ten, you're not at a ten already. Um And then when you feel, I guess, bombarded by people's comments or behaviours, take a breath. When people are giving you these big moments and big behaviours and you have to deal with it, nothing wrong with just taking a breath, taking a little second before you respond. And I think that is a good way to uh, still manage your workplace relationships, which are very important, but also just taking a little second before you respond and snap back. Yeah, that's really good advice. It's all, it's easier said than done though, right? Yeah, yeah very much. <laughs> but definitely having that morning routine and looking after yourself first in that kind of way is going, it's going to help you be stronger in your day, isn't it, and more resilient? Yeah, very much. And especially if we have, uh, you know, relationships in our household or children and we have such high um high-stress, fast-paced jobs, it's really, really important to have moments where we're de-stressed. Um, so it's okay. Of course, we never can't avoid work. We all need to do work. But having moments where we're away from that stress, away from that really big stimuli, it's really important to then nurture yourself emotionally and regulate and be aware of that by journaling, breathing, settling your body down in a nice hot bath, having a massage, getting your hair done, um, a big stretch or some mobility exercises. Um, All that self-care stuff. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Connecting to why why you're actually doing that, connecting it to a reason is really important. And often when people are under stress or you're really busy, those are the first things that we let go of, right? Totally. I think we're so busy trying to manage it in the moment that we forget and put ourselves on uh, down the priority list. But it's in really in those moments that it's important to keep yourself there very much in the present time. And that really applies to everyone. It doesn't matter whether you're a leader or a mum or an employee or who it is, who you are. That I mean, if everyone took those moments for self care and, like you said, came to work or came to whatever it is that you're doing during the day so that you can be at that baseline and able to deal with things a lot better than maybe we all wouldn't get so snappy. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So um, now that we're kind of coming through this COVID-19 period and and things are starting to loosen up and we're starting to look like, you know, um, we are on the back to getting into our routines, back to cafes, back to work, back to school this week, all of that kind of thing, um, there's, again, more change. So how are people, do you think, coping with that or, or dealing with then changing again? I guess sometimes the, this change can represent a lot of things um, for us all and I think just taking a minute taking stock, I guess, um, and seeing what is it that I really want out of this situation might be really helpful. I know that it can feel like no one's actually really 
stopped. We haven't had time to reassess our situations because it's been so go, go, go the whole time. So if you can, spend a little time in your week taking stock of what it is that you really want um, and assessing how can I have some choice here in the workplace? How can I support my team to be flexible, to have some autonomy and agency over their workload and perhaps over their performance? Yeah, and so that sort of brings me to the next question, which is um, as we're sort of all going back and we've got what people are calling our new normal, and for some of us, a lot of us are hoping that it doesn't go back to how it was before because we had very hectic lives and we've kind of learnt a lot through this COVID-19 period about ourselves and how we might want to run our lives better. So how do we, you know, go back to a new normal, for example, if like in my team we're offering um, remote working practices on an ongoing basis. But, for example, if someone wasn't offered that and they really wanted that and it built a little bit of resentment in them, how would they be dealing with that or how as a manager or a leader in your team would you deal with that? I guess, first of all, it would be being aware of what it is that you're experiencing. So if you are feeling resentment and um, angry or frustrated um, at your boss or at your team for a lack of choice or a lack of autonomy or options, then I would really start with being aware of that. Any way that we can sort of induce change in our lives is through being aware of what it is that we're experiencing. So that would be my first step. Secondly, I guess maybe treat this time as a bit of a transition. Um, If you don't like your workplace or if um, the resentment doesn't change or um, decrease, then perhaps use this time as a bit of a transition and um, think about what it is that you really want. So I guess that might take some communication. It might take some um, development in your assertive skills and in conflict resolution skills and saying, hey, look, this is what I would like to do in my workplace. This is what I'd like to do in my team. How does that sit with you? And I guess really um, identifying what it is that you would like out of your new routine post-COVID. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of amazing opportunities for lots of people, but then there might be other um, workplaces or people that aren't able to offer opportunities or aren't able to see opportunities. And you can see how potentially in the future this COVID-19 period, how we've all had time to reassess our lives, it could kind of create a lot of movement in different teams and workplaces and even businesses, how businesses are run. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are finding that um, kind of how life was before COVID-19 was was very hectic. And through this change, I think generally people have been quite surprised at how they've handled it. And so now I think that maybe... Um, people have the opportunity, I guess, online, but also within their own capabilities to move away from traditional work um, and maybe use some more creativity and um, agency over how they want to spend their work life. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely making changes in our team because we're all happy as we are working from home. We're all a lot more relaxed. We have less interruptions during the day. Like there's a whole range of benefits. Of course, there's things that you can't do when you're not in one office together um, as well, but it's working around those and working out ways forward really, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think so. What a great team um, that you that you seem to have that have been able to adapt and adjust to um, some huge changes. It's beautiful to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And in families, like what are you sort of seeing in families? And, you know, a lot of people have had to deal with the loss of work, the loss of plans, the loss of all sorts of things throughout, you know, this year. And none of us yet know when that's going to be on foot. You know, like for me personally, I've had to cancel things and my family's in New Zealand. I don't know when I'm ever going to see them again. And people all over um, the place are like that where they've got, you know, distant people who are distant and they don't know when they can reconnect or they've had to cancel plans. So what are you kind of seeing there and what's your advice to people around that? Well, I guess um, it's been huge. And I think that 2020 started off in one way and yet in the mid-2020, mid which we are now, it's very different to what we had planned. So that can be a, um, a great sense of loss, a grief. It can be, um, you know, we had this big, beautiful holiday planned and now we don't. And when are we going to have it again? And so that holiday could have represented a sense of vitality within yourself or within a family or within um, a team or, you know, and now that, that can't happen, now I have to sit here in my house and deal with a... Um, a less than ideal situation. So sometimes the the things that we had planned for 2020 and that they haven't happened, that can be a huge loss and huge um, grief. I guess even for family members who you had planned to see, um, you know, the grief that comes with that as well um, and the loss of connection, the loss of safety, the loss of family um, relationships that can really change, particularly if we have family members who are older um, and they aren't really up with technology and we're not able to maintain those connections. It's very, very difficult. Um, so I guess my advice around that would be to um try to keep up the connections as best as possible and look if the grief becomes too much and and it becomes overwhelming. There is no shame in reaching out for some professional support around that. Um, the good thing with COVID-19 is that professional support has remained very much open and very much accessible for people, even from their bedrooms. Um, and I know personally it's been a really great experience to see people um, reaching out for help. It's been really great. Yeah, that's really awesome. And the way that you're speaking about grief, I'm just interested because, you know, often when we think about grief, we think about, um, you know, the loss of a loved one. That's when we think about grief. But grief can strike, I guess, through lots of different circumstances. As a divorce lawyer, I know that it's, you know, prevalent when you go through a divorce, you you grieve. But when you're talking about cancelling a holiday and, I guess some of these things, like you're you're still dealing with a loss, aren't you? Very much so. And I think that when you're talking about, um, uh, you know, um, being a divorce lawyer, that there's a lot of grief around relationships. And I think even before lockdown, some, you know, I'm thinking generally that couples may have been contemplating a divorce and then lockdown happened. Businesses shut down. So that meant that they were financially dependent on one another or the divorce had to wait um, a period of time. And that's huge. Absolutely. And, yeah. And that can sometimes push people um, into the light, into really surprising circumstances, or it can help um, or highlight, I mean, um, 
some pre-existing issues that were already there which can see the relationship disintegrate and that is a huge grief like I had planned to leave and now I can't and and so that's a huge risk for one to a sense of loss um, around the plans around your agenda and also dreams yeah, so if like planning a holiday, for example, if that's your big thing that you do every year and you haven't been able to do that and we don't even know when that's going to be back on foot, that can be really hard for people too. Yeah, and these holidays can represent a sense of aliveness or vitality in us and sometimes the routine can be very monotonous and very, very boring. And so these holidays give us a sense of um, energy that we hope to help us cope with our life and so t- take that away and it's, it's a, it can be a bit of a, be a, bit of a dip in, in energy. Absolutely. So as um, like people start returning to work, um, and we're coming back into a new normal. Uh, when we're talking about um, leading a team or in, in the family and things like that, what are some things that we can do to support the people around us in terms of what stresses they might have or how they're dealing with change and things like that? I would give people choice, give people autonomy and agency over their workload and over their um, work capacity. If people are not coping, then um, encourage them to seek professional help to help them deal with, um, you know, communication skills, deal with stresses and triggers. Um, And I think that really opening up people's options can be quite good in terms of um, retaining staff and keeping up the morale in a team environment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one of the things for me that I'm, you know, really excited about because previously to COVID-19, I had never really contemplated that we could work from home. And now that we've been forced to do it, it's been awesome because my team has stepped up and nothing has really changed in terms of Um, the business and seeing clients and, you know, being connected as a team. So they've kind of proven to me or we've proven that we can actually create the sort of work environment and business that we want to have um, where we've all got a little bit more freedom, which which is really awesome. So for me, I feel like it's been a really positive experience because we've learnt through doing Whereas previously, I would have been way too scared to even try. And let go. Yeah, that's right. Um, the other thing too is that I just wanted to briefly talk about during this period, lots of businesses or individuals have been able to get benefits such as the job seeker allowance um, or different stimulus packages or um, grants, things like that. And then there's been a lot of people that have fallen through the gaps and no system is perfect. And um, it would be terrible to be one of our leaders right now and having to make these decisions. Um, But, you know, the people that there's in this, I feel that there's a lot of winners and there's a lot of losers. And if you're someone who's on the losing end of all of these packages and things that are going around and things just haven't worked out for you, you could probably understand that it could, you know, bring a lot of resentment and anger as to your situation and how you might have fallen through the gaps a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that if you're one of those people? 
and you know things just are really hard at the moment maybe um very big question and i think that there I guess looking at how you can optimise your situation as best as you can with what you have. Um, I think that this is highlighting what we can control, what we can't control. And I guess um, returning to your skill base and also what you're capable of and I guess what we can do in lockdown in terms of opportunities might be really helpful as well. If it's hard, maybe... um, uh, connecting out with people who are like-minded or can help collaborate with you. So in terms of um, being a team with somebody, um, that might be helpful as well. I agree. I think this has been very difficult. And I think even if someone has still finding this very difficult in terms of managing their own resentment and not getting ahead, then I guess um, I would maybe connect up with some professional support to help um, identify what it is that they're wanting to achieve and also uh, supporting them to um, return to baseline and um, reduce uh, resentment to then help them maintain and experience better quality relationships in the workplace but also in our families and our households. Yeah. So when you talk about baseline, I love that concept. Do you have like a quick tip? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but do you have a quick tip on something? Like if you're feeling really overwhelmed and you've got that kind of something building, um, Mm -hmm. do you have a quick tip on how we can kind of manage ourselves to get back to that baseline? Everybody's really different and everybody's tolerance levels are really, really different. So I guess when you can feel yourself getting quite heightened, first step is always to be aware of it. Secondly, I guess, Um, If you need to take some space away, I would do that too. And then when you're trying to de-escalate yourself and return to baseline, I guess being kind, being aware and doing things that really nurture yourself emotionally um, can help support you returning to baseline. So it's a little bit like a bell curve. We go, our stress levels increase and then we can sometimes explode in terms of our um, anger, intolerance, and be very, very triggered and escalate, um, which I'm sure you're perfect, so you would never do that. <laughs> Just don't chew near me loudly because I will explode. <laughs> exactly. So when we escalate and we explode in terms of our emotions, then that can be quite traumatic. And then often after that, we can feel a bit of a vulnerability hangover. So I guess in returning back to baseline, sometimes we might need to take a step away. Sometimes that might include a bit of an apology and sometimes that might include... And that's often um, hard, isn't it, especially when you're a leader and your business and things like that as well. Very hard, very hard, but I think humility goes a long way. Taking responsibility for our actions is really huge. Um, So I guess in trying to return to baseline, the key is always it might take you an hour, it might take you seven days, but at some point returning and reintegrating back into your routine is really important to keep up your level of functioning and to keep up your work performance as well yeah that's really good advice so if people want to find you um on the gold coast or well you actually do work all over the place because you're on zoom like we all are now um but if people want to find you and work with you how can they do that they can find me at the clinics that i work for which is access clinic in brisbane and palm beach my health in the gold coast um or they can contact me and find me on instagram which is rebecca harrison 
Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And it's been awesome talking and hearing all about your tips as we are getting back to work and getting back to the new normal. And hopefully um, people can take away some of those really awesome tips that you had today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming on.